Hello, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the usually serviceable, hopelessly miscast, making a pod out of nothing at all. I like it. At GCT. Acceptable. We had to add that for our resident air supply roadie slash groupie, whatever else you want to call him, um, <clears throat> Australian love bug that is Brian. He's here again. Never believe it. Much to everyone's chagrin, Brian and I never go away from this pod. But we do have another friend of the pod. If you listen to the one before this, my son was on. We're recording this the same day as that. So we're a little punch drunk already. But we do have someone with a better rack. And that's Robin Sharp. <laughs> Shout out, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. You get to see it. The rest of us only dream about it. We'll just leave it at that. So, and it's Real not located on the Eurasian continent, <clears throat> which we won't talk about today. So... But we, we do have beverages of choice on this one. We saved that for... Yeah, Carson didn't see that. Yeah, he doesn't need He's to. He's seen me do that enough. So uh, how are you doing, Robin? I'm doing okay. Thank yeah? you. Yeah. How's your art going these days? So... Getting any big checks for it or anything? Well, I did. I did just get a check from Brian. Oh, yeah? For the, for the proceeds me too. from the Bright Star sale. He but, writes checks uh, that his body can't cash. That's right. Yeah. Top Gun style. No, I'm currently in a artistic creative lull. I kind of like, oh. well, I rushed okay. and rushed and rushed to get, not rushed and rushed. I worked over three and a half months She's to get the stuff break. for the Bright Star, and then I'm done. And yeah. there's a few more left to sell that I may go down and put on Ginger's Bread. Uh-huh. Hawks, um, Jimmy Hoxie's new bakery. There you go. Um, he was going to give me some wall space. So. Nice. Yeah, well, that. that'd be awesome. If not, I'm in no hurry. I got a nice creative outlet, and Brian and I have been picking up the slack. We've we've been on a writing tear lately, so him more so I than me. I thought I saw so. you guys doing a little editing when I was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you were yeah. typing, and he, Brian was. He's like, on a bigger oh, no. tear than I am, but still, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my wife has asked me to write a eight episode web series, basically ten minutes an episode, uh, Office. Parks and Rec style about a community theater. So story by Rachel, written by Brian. No, idea <laughs> by Rachel. Story <laughs> okay. by Brian. I was giving her too much credit. Should I we just give her an great. AP credit? She's an associate producer? No. No, okay. No, no. There's Gaffer, already best, there's so best boy. many characters already that are almost caricatures. Yes. Yeah. So the one thing that I did ask her to do, because I, I hate it and can't do it, is put give characters names. You give me the oh. names. I don't have to come up with the I names. Do that. Characters, I can, I can kind of go. But I've got four episodes written so far. He does. At least I wrote what I gave you. That's true. You did. You're, Is you're Rachel editing. directing it? I don't. Who knows? I'm one third through uh, getting through what Paul has written. It's an original play. Uh, as far as probably not few, good. But few edits to it. So. Yeah. It's it's me on a drunken page. So we have. I've been, yes, I've been very busy writing has, and editing so. here the last little bit. Got to keep the uh, the impression up that we are creative minds. I think that's great. So I started another one, but I told him I definitely need him to help characterize because I write all characters as me. So they're jerks and they like alcohol. Slightly sarcastic? Slightly, <laughs> yeah. And that's the only degree which I turn the knob up and down. So Because nobody turns my knobs up these days. So, 
I Brian's do. either. Well, other than him. Like when you write a story. I make knobs out of nothing at all. <laughs> I'm lost in knobs. With, what were you saying? So my biggest thing, if I've ever like thought of a story, I or it's like I work it out in my head, and then once it's worked out, it goes away, and I never think about it. I that's again. I know that problem well. It's like you do your plot point A, plot point B. Oh, look, and this is yes. how it's going to end. Oh, and now moving on. I've even gotten to writing outlines, and I yeah. said, oh, I've got this. I can just start banging out whatever, and yeah, it just kind of dies on the vine. This one, I was just like, I am going to finish one before I die. I was in this five-day workshop back, let's say, Let's say 20 years ago, so no one can think it's in my current job. And and it was so it was a long time ago. And like I had a, a journal and I wrote an entire an, an entire novella during it. I found it recently when we moved. It was kind of great Gatsby meets FedEx. And okay. and um yeah. So, like Castaway? Is it like that? Well, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Not quite. But it was like the 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 money was aeronautical money. Okay. Um, well. Yeah, but Jay Jay and Daisy couldn't be together because there was fear they were actually siblings. Wow. Right. That's, sounds yeah. And did yeah. you ask yourself, is there something wrong with me? Bang! Air supply song <laughs> dropped in. So we're gonna see how many we can drop in this pod. No, but it's really <clears throat> bad. It's not show. a good story. <laughs> well, I mean. Hey, I've thrown many pitches in the dirt. Trust me. Yeah. And a lot of them didn't make it to paper, thankfully. So, but uh, yeah. Um, um, so moving on to, well, we'll say that just so, like I said, we're recording this on Friday, May 27th. We do have a show opening tonight called 100 Days. Yeah. Uh, it is a rock it's our type closer. show. Yes. yes. Closer for season 50. What a season it's been. Yeah, uh, it has been a great season. It's our fourth regional premiere in a row. Yeah. Never again. That's I mentioned that before. <laughs> never again. He has said that. So he's quoting Nickelback songs with the idea of never again. So yeah, I took you there. Um, the fact that you know Nickelback songs is kind of you know some titles too. Don't I act legit, like you don't. What's, is, is Photograph a Nickelback song? It is. Okay, that's it's also a Def Leppard song, which you hate, hate as well. Hey, I'm not a Def Leppard fan. No, sing you're not. the Photograph song. Which one? Def Leppard? Do we have to sing it right now? Nope. I'll do that. Take a note. Because I don't know the Nickelback Photograph Take song. I just know it's a song. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to go back. What was the first regional premiere? Sherwood was technically our first. Ah. But the first of four in a row. Well, then there was Outside Mullingar. Complete History of America. Complete History. I thought, so Outside Mullingar wasn't then. It was not. It was, but it's the Well, it was the second of four. four. And then Bright Star. Bright Star. As dim as it was, was the third one. So. History wasn't original premiere, was it? Complete History was, actually. So that's five then, Brian. I mean, when no, we have in a row, five total this season. Yeah, five in the junior. season. But when I mean, when we do, at least when we have regional premieres in a row like that, even the nights are better well, with audiences <gasps> like that. So six of our eight shows a season were regional. Oh, premieres look at him! Because Motherhood the Musical was also a regional premiere. Your wife would kill you if you didn't say that. Not she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't listen, that's for sure. She doesn't listen. Oh she doesn't gosh. even remember we have a pod, probably. Well, until she wants to say something, until and then she she'll be on. Until she wants to say something, yeah. Yeah. She'll be on at some point. 
It's just. Uh, I'll reach out. It's just empty pages between me and her. Which is empty pages is a <laughs> oh, no. another air supply. You're going way I deep feel on that like one. I gotta Google their their song. I mean, every yeah. woman in the world wants nothing to do with you, That's Brian. True. How's that? Okay. You're the only one who wants you have to... sweet dreams tonight. All right, buddy. You're the only one that <laughs> wants to kiss me like you I did. I do adore you. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be lost. We are love out, with you. out of control Air. because you're the one that you love. So. Air supply songs. Mother said <laughs> we should do this pod more often. <laughs> okay, so as okay. I go through the everyone else Google is like, I am sick of this. Please stop talking. What, Robin? I'm sorry. They all really sound alike, the and songs. Half of them have the word love in the title. Yeah. yeah. So, or nights. I think that's in there too. How, well, there's a lot of word. They have um, five songs that start with the word "don't." So. Okay. okay. Okay, but hey, we should probably get to a feature because no one wants to hear us talk about air supply for, for an hour and a half, which is where this is going at this point. I think next I'll work in a lot of yacht rock songs into the you know. That's, so that's all that you want, isn't it? Oh, one wow. Okay, we're gonna go sailing with Christopher Cross and get out of this here. So. Uh-huh, yeah. What's, What's our, our first feature? Transition here. So, I found this article online. It was a few weeks ago, but it's it's an article from 2018. But I definitely wanted to get your take, Brian. And Robin, you've been around, you know, theater and creative arts a long time as well. So, <clears throat> it's, you know, and, and the article, this was not the title of the article. It's from onstageblog.com by our, an author named Matthew Miller. So, the question basically had to do with not a theater director or show director, but what the question that popped in my mind in reading it was, and I'll give you a quote after I say this, is what would a theater critic's job description look like? Because we really don't have an outward theater critic in print or in any medium in this town right now. We used to. Uh, he gave us the, the title of the podcast. Um, That's right. So... Thank you, Chris Davis. Yes, we're very happy for that. And shout and, out to Manus. Hey, man, we I may be related. Well, my name was Christopher Davis for, you know, that's about, true. Uh, seven hot months minute. of my life. So, and you know. sometimes you're Jackie Daytona. But, that's right. So the quote that he throws in there is, I mean, basically, if you look at it in from a dichotomy perspective, even though I think there's more ways to look at it, is, quote, should a theater critic be a theater expert who can analyze a production using well-educated theater theory? Or... Is a critic a professional audience member who goes to the theater and gives us a breakdown about whether or not he or she enjoyed something? Mm-hmm. So essentially, are they someone who needs to have a, I'll say, a deep knowledge of theater and its techniques and methodologies? Or is it someone who's more like, I've seen a lot of theater, got a lot of reps mm-hmm. in the audience? Or is it something in between? That's what I'd add on to it. So kind of the idea of what... First, what would you guys think are like, if you were saying, okay, I run a whatever, I'll throw an old people's term, a periodical. How about that? It's a great word. Yeah, you like that? So what would the qualifications be that you're looking for in a theater critic? um, Yeah, good question, wasn't it? I, I think before I even talk about qualifications, I think it also depends what market you're in. True. The theater critic that is judging or criticizing Broadway theater should be very different than the theater critic that 
Judges Memphis Theater, for instance, for the easiest thing. Why do you think that? Uh, because the theater on Broadway is professional for-profit theater. Uh-huh. It has a completely different mission and purpose than does the theater that's done in Memphis. It is there to make investors rich. Uh, right, it's Disney World. It's, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, very true. It is an amusement park called Broadway. Right, exactly. Complete with churros. Do they serve churros on Broadway? I bet they do. In lots now. of places. Well, out in the street, I'm sure they do. Somewhere. Yeah, I would think so. Have you ever taken a churro into a Broadway show? <laughs> I have not taken a churro into a Broadway show. Have you ever eaten in a Broadway show? No. Because no. I will say, as a side note, when you look at different uh, actors and actresses who are commonly seen in Broadway shows or even off Broadway shows, there are a lot of them who say people will bring not just food but full on meals into a Broadway or off Broadway show. <laughs> like full chicken dinners and things like that or doggy that's, bags that's, again the audience experience particularly on Broadway can be very because it's so touristy there um, it can be kind of equated with going to a basketball game or something like that where you can get barbecue nachos or something right. like that I was thinking kind of like being on an airplane when somebody brings mm-hmm. on a big stinky meal Ugh. From the concourse, and you're looking at them going, seriously? This one lady I was flying by, she did bring on this, like, really huge hot dog. And then that smelled with all the stuff. And then she ate it with a fork and knife for for two hours while she read a book. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Okay, well, there you go. And she looked at you and said, if you like pina coladas. And then she didn't chew it. She sucked on it. Wow. No. Sucked on the hot dog? Because no. I was staring at her. <clears throat> That's disgusting. You sound like you're going down a bad path here. Yeah. No, because it was just drink. annoying at the time. <laughs> it, that's more than annoying. That's okay. revolting. That, so, so are you so. saying it was hard to forget her? It was very hard <laughs> to forget is, uh, her. Yeah. Did you ride song? like the wind, like Christopher Cross would? <laughs> or were you reminiscing with the Little River Band? Oh, I love Little River Band. <sighs> So you're reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so kind of back to the qualifications of a theater critic. Back to your question. What I would love to see, uh, if if you want to do um, a review of a show at Germantown Community Theater, um, I would like to see someone that is that is more toward the second, the the, the latter of your description of theater critics. So someone who's got a lot of reps in the audience. A person that's seen enough theater to make and recommend or not recommend someone based off the quality of their personal enjoyment of the production. That the, the, our audience, I mean, enjoys theater but is not so intrigued about techniques and sure the theory of theater and stuff like that. They want to know if... If they come see the show, if they're going to be entertained. And if you can intelligently talk about, is this show entertaining and why it's entertaining, that's, I think, the most important thing to me. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear that. I think it's, that sort of bleeds into one of my main thoughts for, you know, is that it's the idea of, well, who are they being critical for? Where's the feedback going? And generally, a critic's feedback is going to an external customer-laden audience. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of customers, 
even I mean, there's a lot of people out there who could say, "Oh, I was in my tenth grade production of Our Town uh, with a talkback," or I was in a production in Albany of Pippin at Community Theater or something like yeah. that. You know, yum yum, <clears throat> exactly. So a mass, a mass feed. So uh, we all have to find our corners of the sky. Well, wow, way to Whoa. drop that in there. That was extraordinary. Thank you. Um, just like Pippin. Uh, so. <laughs> Anyway, it's, it's like anybody could say that. Uh, there's a lot of people that could say that, but there's not. You're not generally going to have a lot of audiences, and even when you have one that has more, it's still not going to be made up of a vast majority of people who truly understand what goes into all of the aspects of production, technicality, artistry of a show. You know, even people who have done a bunch of shows in an acting capacity. There's a lot of them that can't, they will admit freely, I don't know what goes into all the tech of a show. I don't know what goes into the writing of a show or the casting of a show. I just love to do them. You know, that sort of thing. Right. I think it's it's an interesting, so that question was posed in 2018. We're now 2022, coming off of um, a content. People have radically changed how they get their content. I mean, that sure. was pre the over political of even <laughs> we know social mean. media and stuff like that. Because now I think it's a supply and a demand question. The de- what is the demand for that content that a theater critic is going to produce? Is So to your point, I think, Brian, you were saying, what is the market? Mm-hmm. And, and would people... I don't think anyone wants things that are generic anymore so if there was a middle-aged female critic that other middle-aged female uh middle-income people looked to that's who they're going to listen to on whether a show is good or not yes i mean it's the whole everything's a celebrity endorsement now right i know some people go to rotten tomatoes before they go to a movie i don't yeah i I still don't do that i don't go there if 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 Kurt Russell is in it, I'm going to go see it. Sure. Or Nick Cage. Yeah. I was going to say someone local, but I won't. Um, if they're on Instagram, you see it. Here's the. I mean, here's the thing. Um, from do from being in this job for, I'm about to be four years. I think. Right. Yeah. I thought it was more. Uh, I think. Yeah. No, I think it's four. Did you take it the year I came on the board? Weren't you already in the job? Yeah. I, I started your. I asked you when I was still a board member. Okay, and you came on. So you're completing your fourth year. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you that our shows are completely critic-proof. What they are not is friend-proof. And what does that mean? It means you're. No one cares if a critic were to come and say if the show's good or not. They just don't. If your friend that went to the show tells you the show's great, they're going to come see it. If they say, I didn't have a good time, they're not going to come see it. It's all about the audience members. And in general, you know, your your audience member is not here. It doesn't have a degree in theater or has extensively researched theater. They come here, and the question is, are they entertained? As to quote uh, Gladiator, are you entertained? And if the answer is yes, they will tell your friends, tell their friends, and those friends will come. If the answer is no, they will also tell their friends, and those friends will not come. And it's all about the consumer 
that is sitting in the seats. Yep. And that is what drives sales. They don't have to care. No one cares what an expert says about the show. They care about what their friends say about the show. Isn't that funny? That is how we've gotten, or that's where we've gone. As a society, there is no expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, obviously, as I learned earlier in life, but is still true today, there's, despite the fact the ways we get information and the way products get disseminated and things like that has changed radically since we were all young pups in this world. Um, and we'll continue to do so, I'm sure. But it's uh, there's still the idea that there is just about, for anything, there's a market. Yeah. Um, now, the market may be very, very small, or it could be very widespread, but there's a market for any kind of entertainment product um, <clears throat> that you could find a movie that's really, most people think is just horrible, and then you find a thousand fans somewhere who just ride and die with that movie. Same with a theater show. Uh, same with you know a book. You know anything like that? Something you read online, and it's just it's uh, it, it's always made me sort of say, okay, well that's one of the beauties of human existence. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, from, but from it's a, also the democratization of the arts, right? Right, mm-hmm. um, and. Because there's ways to deliver content in so many, it's not a high c- price of entry anymore. Um, yeah, it's not like a caste system of right. You have certain groups of people who go do this activity, and then if you're anybody else, you don't. You have other forms yeah. to entertain yourself, and that's the beauty and the curse. For theater, right? Right. Um, is anybody can do it, and anybody can do it. Right. Um, and it, it's a nice part of being in our society, but also it can be a challenge to to established norms, I guess. Yeah, so... From the idea of a, when you look at the idea of a critic, I think it's important, and it alludes to something you both have talked about, but definitely something you said, Brian, is that the idea that it's, it's, when you're talking about a critic these days, I mean, when you look back at the, I'll say even into the 80s and 90s, before the proliferation of the internet, there was definitely a, you know, in the days, like take movies, that's a more universal example, I think. But you talk about people like, everybody knew who Siskel and Ebert were and people like them. And, and I loved watching their show and listening right. to them. And that. there were people who would who would literally say, if they don't like the movie, I'm not going to see it. And, you know, there were other people who would say the opposite. If they don't like it, I'm definitely going to see it. It must be entertaining because they're looking for art and they're looking for auteur <laughs> vision and it's... And then there was a lot of people in between who but said, they I don't even really listen. I, mean, I just they liked, liked hearing what they said. Well, because they were, <laughs> their job was, you know, not necessarily to rule every movie in or out. It was to entertain. It was entertainment. And so I think nowadays it we've seen so much of everyone's, the phrase everyone's a critic uh, is so true today because it's so easy to be a critic. Um, I think in the idea of when you talk about a someone who I guess would be labeled, for lack of a better phrase, a professional critic, 
it's very tough to judge what that would be because like, you know, quick, quick side, you know, example, not sidebar, but example is that I know in my opinion, there is a website out there who, if they, someone tells me, oh, this person won an award off from this website as best actor for 2017, or this was rated best play in 2020, I take that opinion and throw it right in the trash because they love to say everything's great. And it's all based on, they love to make it sound like it's this big deal. It's all based off of people who take the time to say, I nominate this as best play of 2020. It's not about, was it really good? Did a lot of people go see it? I mean, especially for somewhere like GCT that is not a massive theater, and we don't, at full capacity, we seat just under 100. Um, So when people ask, oh, how many many seats you got in the big theater there? Is it, they confuse us with GPAC for one thing, and I say, yeah, we're not an eight, nine hundred seat place. We're a hundred at you know, at capacity, we're ninety five to a hundred. But I tell them it's like you know the the way people can always be critics or not is with their wallets. Um, so take a show like a Bright Star that we ran before, and obviously Brian and I are acutely aware, and you too, because your son was part of it, of the you know the production staff. We all saw that was a show that definitely spoke. People spoke with their wallets. You know, by the mm-hmm. time we yep. were done with weekend one of three, the calls, the calls, and the online ticket sales were ramping up so that by the third weekend, you couldn't get a ticket. Not to mention the idea that Brian had mentioned before, which is so true. It's really, it's always interesting. That's the word I'll use right now. Um, it's interesting when you see a show in, in town, and I'm sure it's this way in many other cities, where theater people, quote-unquote, are clamoring to get in the door the last weekend because they haven't come already. And it's like, oh, why are you wanting to come all of a sudden? We know why. And it there's always sort of a certain wry grin. You get like, oh, okay. Yeah, you want to see it all of a sudden, huh? Huh? You didn't want to come opening weekend, did you? Um, so we sort of take a little gratification out of that. So that's where, so that's what you mean by like the word of mouth build. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that that was a theater community thing as well. I thought it was as the word got out. Totally is. Patrons. No, it's, it's I mean, it's both. It is definitely both. Um, and I, I, without belaboring it too much, I do think the rise of the influencer, quote unquote, and has I, I get it and why people now are like hey influencers are who we need to be marketing to to get them in the door and have them spread the word because for whatever reason earned unearned for whatever reason if an influence says they like it it equates the same but remember back when we were when we did um war of the worlds mm-hmm. i was like let's get us an influencer to be in it <laughs> And then, and then we were like, who's an influencer that could be in it? I mean, it's hard, right, to, yeah. to figure that out. And the other thing is, is are there influencers that get people to pay 25 bucks a ticket, or do they sell mascara? In this town, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, overall, I think that some of that's truly at the whim of the influencer. I do think... 
in five years? Yeah. Every town is going to have a it's every town will have an in a group of influencers that will have that sort of power to drive people. Which is just another name for critic in my mind. It is another name for critic, except influencers. With cute pictures. They won't be tied to a genre Well, or a is it like type. this weekend in Memphis or, you know, there are things. What's happening this weekend in Memphis is, in essence, and. I mean, all they do, I mean, they don't. They, they don't recommend. They just tell you what's going on. Right. A but true influencer would be like, this is the most amazing product ever. Ha, go see. Right. Right. Yeah, you know. the, I can uh, play so a 16-year-old if you want to pay me. Is <laughs> yeah. Henri a true influencer? How many Instagram followers does Henri have? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, was, I was talking about She's talking about herself. Oh, just yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, Henri and his, kid, and his friends, I mean, they go to... A downtown school. They're filled with ennui and rage against the uh, foie gras. Yeah, you know, something like that. Rage this against the, the uh, expectations. You know, rage against yeah. the machine or something like that. Yeah, dropping f bombs. So okay. yeah, no, I, it's a good discussion. I mean, it's it's. I think it's the idea of critic is there. It's just the term influencer. I think that's good. You guys brought that up. It's. It's definitely seen a metamorphosis. The role is there. The title is different. And it's different. The mediums by which they communicate their opinions is different uh, in most cases. But it's still there. Mm-hmm. So, And it's, it's still important. And I think the, the, where, I, where I sort of look at and go, okay, is this the pendulum swinging back one way and it's going to go back the other way at some point in time? in our lifetimes or otherwise, but realizing that there are certain things uh, where the idea of the pundit or critic or whatever you want to call them has been very important in every medium and every genre of entertainment. It's been uber important at times. And then now I feel like we're more in a time where they, it's important, but it's, it's so diffuse. There's so many influencer types and critic types out there, and you can get it from so many places. Is the the weight of a certain is the weight sort of not is it minimalized versus what it used to be? I think it is in some cases. In other other ways, it's not. It's more important. Mm-hmm. So whether. I mean, because you can find a lot of articles to kind of close this this thought. I mean, you guys, you know, obviously can give another closing thought if you want. My my think my thinking is this: you can find a lot of people out there, scholarly research, internet, who don't sound like raving lunatics who say that you know, well, the idea of live theater, plays, musicals, whatever, is is not dying. It's there, and it will always be there. But the idea of how much universal appeal it will have, that's, you know, maybe another thought. Yeah. And so I think that's where it's important to, as Brian and I and Christina, who's a regular typically on here, um, have been discussing this week, in fact, how do we try to stay ahead of the curve at least a little bit to make sure we don't fall into the complacency bucket of, well, we appeal, and then five years later, it's like, well, you don't really appeal anymore. But I thought our content this season was fresh. I don't disagree. Um, but I may I can 
let me just break this down to you. The two shows that were the easiest from a staff marketing standpoint to sell were Clue and Elf. Elf to the extent that it didn't even open and it was sold out the entirety of the run. Clue was sold out by before weekend two of three. And it all stems to... They were movies. People they're in knew, the they're in the consciousness. The well, they're an established in the product name. Everybody's well, heard of it, right? But the other thing, while you were talking, Brian, I was, I mean, Paul, I was thinking, there's so we have so many choices. Sure, we have so many options, and and you know, people always ask me, well, do you go to theater Memphis? What have you seen there? And I'm like, look, I don't have a lot of time. Right. We, you know, and theater is not my only thing. Um, and, and if it is your only thing, I'm not saying being critical. I'm just saying I've got other stuff in a, in a career outside the arts. So I get my fill um, here. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything else. We let our Orpheum tickets go as well, season yeah. tickets. Because, you know, we're like, eh, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, but the thing is, there's so many choices. If someone, some influencer could say, take the seasons and say, here's your theater calendar for the year. You know, you're going to want to see Funny Girl. You're going to want to see Bright Star. You're going to want to see Clue. Um, And here are the weekends and then slot the rest of your life in it. I mean, that. It's hard to, to, to do things impulsively anymore. Yeah. And maybe that's a post-COVID thing. Well, I think that's maybe a factor, but it's not the only factor. I think it's also, it's the, it's the, uh, the splintering of so many, of every niche type of you know. Well, there's feminist theater. There's... Well, yeah, there's genres of theater that right. never existed. I mean, they existed, but they were all within one big, clean categorization, like comedy you could say that's a comedy there's so many different types of comedy i could describe to somebody now oh it's a dark comedy it's a gothic comedy it's a yeah it's a modern comedy it's a female it's a family comedy. comedy it's a rom-com it there's so many different splinters of that these days that we're all now conditioned to look for it's like oh i do comedy but not rom-com you know that's what people would say instead 30 years ago, somebody would have said, oh, it's, it's a comedy. You might have said it's, it's got romance in it, but you'd still go see it because it's like the difference between TV now and TV then. You know, there's so much, I mean, we all talk about there's, so, I know personally, there's so many TV shows and the streaming services I have that are in my list. I'll never watch them all. Mm-hmm. It's like books. But I if you want so a warm I'll blanket. I'll probably read, but I love looking I'm like, I would love to read that, but I don't have time to read it all. Yeah. Point. But when you get tired or you need a, to, a chill pill, you'll you'll watch your really crappy B-grade, C-grade vampire movies or whatever. Right. Um, and I'll watch The Office or Superstore. It's funny you bring up bad movies. So we'll get to I that. Mean, but we get, but, but that's kind of like why maybe I don't ever want to see Barefoot in the Park again. But if I'm in the mood for a warm blanket it's and I just sit and, there yeah. and be okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Like Chip with a pterodactyl. That's right. 
So another friend of the podcast. The pterodactyl is definitely a friend because it's been victimized. Yeah. So poor pterodactyl. <laughs> so I don't want to know what's been done you don't. to it. Moving yeah, moving on quickly. Uh, so uh, to a happier feature, I think it's happier. This is smokes and road beers. Um, this is uh, bracketology. That's catch all. Oh, so, bracketology time. Yeah, where are you going? Well, she's got to hear this, so we'll just time fill. Do you want me to make you one? We'll take a break. Juicy fruit is gonna move you. Juice so soft, gets right to you. You want the same thing? Yeah, that's pretty decent. And I've got the ginger ale. It is good. Where's the ginger ale? Where'd you hide that? Watch her. It's like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> like, one time my cousin called me, and he couldn't figure out what he wanted to be when he grew up. And when he turned 30, he goes, I'm going to be a theater critic. Oh, really? He goes, do you know how I go about being that for a career? That's what I want to do. I want to go to shows and critique them. Well, that's better than somebody coming to do an interview. Yeah. I did not have a... Calling him, you know, good for light comedy, but... I had a, sh- I had a shitty response in my head. What? So, well, what was the real response first? I was like, I go, David, you know, theater critics oftentimes have an education in dramaturgy, you know? Right. Um, maybe have an academic... Approach. Some sort so, of background. Some yeah. sort of background on the history so that you have more than what's in front of your face from which to draw upon for a critique. So what did what did you want to say? Are what you was in your head? Me? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times that pops in my head every day? Are um, we still recording? I mean, yeah, yeah, but we're, we're cutting this out. But like, I can edit all this. the same guy that, not, that was about to go to jail. What? For money laundering? Oh my god. Don't worry, he'll be here for props. I won't be. I'll be, well, I, let me qualify that more. I'll be here. I won't be in the audience. <laughs> Why would I watch it? You're not going to do my the Monday watch? With sip inside? No, I'll do sip inside. You have to watch the whole I'll watch already, but it'll be the Monday before it opens. You sing his favorite song. He really liked you, man. Why does Why is that his favorite song? That's disturbing. Love's got. I don't know. Does I he still maybe, sing it? No. Because I, I deleted just, my bright I think playlist. you just cracked him up. Well, I'm glad I could provide. I him would some, like to say. I'm glad I could provide him some light comedy. That so. it just dawned on me, Uh-oh. the bright star songs are gone from my head. Yeah, you hadn't thought of them, so I still think of them. I shouldn't, but and there'll be many bright star people at the show tonight. Oh, they are. Emily Garrett's coming. Uh, Missy's coming. Uh, who, what is this? This is air supply. That's air supply. They say the word sex. Yep. This Sounds crazy. like from the Samurai Cop soundtrack. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> What's this song called? Love Sex. Brian, stop. It's not I Want You Now by Depeche Mode or something? No. That one did not make the. Uh, it was the interesting at the Who because um, Dr. 
concert. So you went to the recent Hugh or yeah. Who concert. Daughtry Hugh. didn't speak the whole time. I think really? he was saving his voice. Yeah. So say that carton of cigarettes. Did so it the form. other guy talked the whole time. Oh, uh, Pete. Uh huh. Wow. I mean, did all the between stuff, and Roger would just come in and sing really well Roger's and scream. Roger's the distant lead singer. He's got a, you know. Yeah. He's hey, a, to be able to do the screams he's doing. Yeah. No. I mean, I, on my bucket list, it's a lesser, I mean, I would say lesser known, but because you guys know the song One Thing Leads to Another by The Fix. I mean, The Fix has been on my bucket list to see for many years, and I'm going to see him next month. Where at? In St. Louis. So it's like, I know Cy Kernan, the lead man of The Fix, He's probably not in full voice like he was back in the 80s. So well, I'm I mean, expecting it to be not great. But Harry Daltrey and Russell and Graham were in full voice. Like, we don't okay, know I have what, high hopes. We don't know what engineering was being done. I mean, you know, because as much as I love Rush, Getty was not in full voice because he's done a lot of screaming. Yeah. yeah. He's close. But he wasn't in full voice. He's better than I'll be at age 60-something, if I'm alive. I have to talk too much. Kevin and I are job. competing to see who dies first. I think I'm going to... See, this sounds like an 80s, like a Glenn Fry B-side or something. It does. Yeah. Like Smuggler's Blues B-side or something. Flip the 45. Okay. This, this is what happens when they put a new album out in 2010. Oh, okay. That's yeah. You gotta have. And uh, I, the fix, I love them. Your album sucked after like 1994. There's like one good song in each one. Yeah. Thankfully, I can use my iPhone and Apple Music to just pick that one song now. Okay. Anyway, so are we going? On. We're coming back. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. So, Smokes and Road Beers. This is Bracketology. (laughs) So, we've done Worst Movies per IMDb. Um, I don't remember the contributor's name. That's an online movie critiquing site. Callback. Yeah, it's got lots of information. We've done the 90s, we've done the 80s, and now we're jumping back to the 2000s. Oh, okay. So, um, (laughs) this is just like the others. We have 14 seeds in this tourney. The one and the two get a buy. I will caveat this with saying two things. Number one, this is very horror movie heavy, um, okay. which we know why. But there, of course, this was like when the zombie craze was really getting big. Um, so you'll hear that a lot. And also, if Christina was here, she her head would explode because there's not one but two Titanic animated movies. Oh in this no. List. She just about died when there was a great Titanic animated movie. I use the word great loosely in the 90s list. So sorry you missed this one, Christina, but I, we'll get you back some other way. Maybe a dinosaur feature or something. Um, so I will read you guys like a two-sentence description from IMDb. Okay. And these are, again, the movies we want to see. Yeah, you have to pick the one you would rather see because you have to watch one. Okay. So... The three seed versus the 14 is your first matchup. The three seed is called Zombies with a Z at the end. Uh-oh. It's a 1.5 out of 10. A woman finds herself on the run from the living dead. Her friends are being slaughtered and she can find no help. Will she survive or will she too fall victim to the zombies? That's your first movie. It seems very generic. But it does, know. yeah. 
or the 14 seed. Here it comes. In Search of the Titanic. <laughs> 1.3. It is animated. It says it's a family movie, too. Um, a group of friends find themselves inside a bathysphere and awake in Atlantis. With the help of the king of Atlantis, they do their best to recover the Titanic. And it's on Prime Video right now. Um, and will I, Brian I, look it up at some point? Probably. I don't want to see that at all. You Something sure? Zombies. Yeah. Come on, man. How about you? No desire. I'm to always see that. the tiebreaker. I think I want to see the animated Titanic. Good. I, I would have. If you'd said zombies, I would have been like, okay, it's, that's off brand. You need for me. a really strong drink. Or Remember, something like I'm that. a I'm a treasure hunter. Brian, the king of Atlantis. It's animated. I am. No, I know. But it's, but to me, that's <laughs> treasure hunting, and I I. I am one no. drunken purchase away from getting a metal detector. Oh, okay? no. Oh, Steven, please. How old are you? You're not 60 yet. <laughs> Get the rack in order here, okay? But I love digging for treasure. In your yard? Like, Where are you going to take it? I mean, at Where? the beach. I love looking for four-leaf clovers. If she's out doing it on the property, I totally sales. support that. I love looking at... If you at, want to go over by the dumpster and do it, I will totally stand up there and watch you. Oh, you know I want to go up in the prop thing and see what Ooh. treasures we have. Ooh. There's lots I of treasures. You can go up there anytime you lots want. Lots of dead treasures in there, no, too. It's, it's hot and humid. You want to take a black light up there, too? Oh, God. See what's going on? I really don't want to know what past ca- casts have done. Hey, has we talked about the, the uh, costume shed. We did, yeah. So... You take a black light in there. At least we got rid of the uh, old couch that was in the green room. Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. That? that was like a Molotov cocktail of DNA. Uh, it's like if that couch Before we could threw it scream. away, it was a good thing we did not have a black You know, I have to say a special shout out to the movie that didn't make it, The Cut. It was the 15. Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Gross. Did not make it. Oh, that's too bad. So we'll leave that one out. Or the story of Aria. So Titanic wins. That's stupid. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> I didn't say it. Come on. So here's your four versus 13. Now, I like this one. I got a 2.1 out of 10. It says comedy and horror. Okay. Vampire dentist. Mm, Okay. After two new bumbling young dentists partner with a night-only dentist, the staff and clients from from their two different lifestyles clash. That's the four seed. Versus the 13, which is called fat slags. Okay. The, and the fat slags from Viz hit the big time and become celebrities. I'm going to assume that this is like a sequel. It's a comedy of some sort. To the starving slags? Uh, something like that, maybe. I mean, I know what I vote for already. The vampire Dentist is going to be my choice. You don't want to see fat slags, do you? No. Yeah, good. Moving on. Vampire Dentist. Yep. So here's the next two. These are, this is a magical pair here. Um, the five seed, Diary of a Cannibal. But wait, hear the description. Okay. They met on the internet. Mm. They fell in love. Oh, okay. They drove to the desert and stopped in a abandoned warehouse. What? What kind of They wandered inside. Inside, they found unspeakable horror. That's Diary of a Cannibal. What and kind of warehouse did you say? Just a warehouse. I thought you said a men's warehouse, oh, like I? a suit store. Yeah, I, did. I, was, I <laughs> thought he said something like that too. I was like, abandoned. Oh. They went to Ross dress for not a men's warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee. It. <laughs> so, versus the twelve seed, 
Daniel the Wizard. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Yes. Oh, you're going to just wait. It's one sentence. Evil assassins want to kill Daniel Kublock, the third runner-up for the German idols. Whatever the hell that is. I, I vote for Daniel Kublock. It's not rated, and it's 81 minutes. I want to see Daniel the Wizard. I'm a wizard. Yeah. about it? We you don't drink, want to see the we cannibal drink warehouse? Drug blood and now no. I'm a wizard. Okay. Yeah. Daniel the I've done some drug blood. Yes. I did the drug blood. Um Daniel the Wizard, yes. Okay, this one I know Check. we've we've all heard of disaster movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Carmen Electra. Okay, Carmen. Yeah. I like her a lot. Do y'all really? Versus pretty. But wait, it's gonna lose. I know why. The eleven seed is called the Singing Forest. Two lovers are killed during the Holocaust. Oh, no. One Carmen reinc- Electra. Hang on, wait. One reincarnates first. No. He has a 22-year-old daughter who falls in love with who her father believes is her past life lover. No. 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 You Carmen sure? Electra. Come yes, on. Abs- no. I knew you'd vote for that what one. What was that? The Singing Forest And it's two guys kissing on the cover. It's just. So no. It's the Holocaust. No. We don't make movies about the Holocaust. We don't. It's No. The producers of Disaster Movie probably heard this and went, yes, we finally won something. Like, what was that even called? (laughs) The Singing Forest. Oh, see, she's even looking stuff up. No. So here we go. Number seven. It's back. Titanic. (sighs) The legend goes on. Dot, dot, dot. Come on. There's enough Titanic. Hang on. on. A Cinderella meets her Prince Charming on the ill-fated Titanic. Along for a ride are a rapping dog... Like rap, rap, other talking animals, and an assortment of wacky humans. No. Versus. You don't have to tell me the other. I'm voting for the other. That's terrible. Yeah, but it's you fair sure? if we hear it for me. Gold diggers. Don't care. A pair of Gold losers diggers. marry two elderly sisters, thinking they'll inherit their fortune and their Beverly Hills estate. That sounds entertaining. Please give me gold diggers. Oh I don't want to hear rapping dogs. How about dogs. you? Well, you want to hear the rapping dog? Oh, gold Christina would be really mad. Well, I don't care. What she's not here, is she? No, she's not. No, I know. I have a feeling what she picked though. I don't care what she this, picked. This, this too. I've seen both of these movies, and they're both bad. But it makes me sad that one of them's on here. House of the Dead. Oh. A group okay. of college students travels to a mysterious island to attend a rave, which is soon taken over by bloodthirsty zombies. Okay. Of course. Versus. The Master of Disguise, starring Dana Carvey. An Italian waiter fights off a criminal mastermind with his inherited powers of disguise. Dana. So, yeah, I've seen the second one, and it's so bad. I have it's, no desire to ever see it again, so I've got to go with the first. House of the Dead's pretty bad, too. It can't be worse than it's not. Master it's of Disguise. Not. No, no, it's not. Okay. Uh-oh. What's the runtime? I, I might go with shortest <laughs> so runtime between those I two. I want you to know that Henry. It's 80 minutes for Master of Disguise versus 90 for House of the Dead. So when Henry was a child. 90. Yeah, I'm going to go with 90 there. When my son was a child, he yeah. got on a Master of Disguise run. Henry. He, uh, he did what? We <laughs> the watched, record just scratched to a stop. We watched Master of Disguise on a loop. Oh, no. Am I too turtly for you? Am I too turtly for you? That no the wonder there's drama. such brain damage in the Sharp household. Yeah. And but but I mean it it I mean he was a kid, so it went for a while, right? Ever. But that this is Dana Carvey, yes? Yes. That we're talking about. Okay. 
So then Just we watched. Wait till you get to go to a pool party over there and ask him about this. Then I ask him about the master of disguise. But no, then we watched the Dana Carvey. Did you ever watch the documentary of what happened to the Dana Carvey show? I did not. No. Um, you kind of fall in love with Dana Carvey a little bit. Oh, I like Dana Carvey. Um, Let's be fair. I do. But The Master of Disguise was just one of those SNL movies that didn't work, even it though was, it wasn't a Lorne Michaels. He was the produced. heir apparent. He was the next yeah. guy up. And there's a whole saga about he and Mike Myers. And by the time they were doing the Wayne's World movies, there was a big old friction and... They apparently recently have made up, and but, yeah, hmm. yeah. So, Master of Disguise. I I sat through it in the theater. What? Oof. Well, I could. It was only out for a couple hours. You paid dishes. money to see. I it. I did. When I say oh, that we watched, I think I went on a date to see it too. On loop, oh, it was man. just on the TV, and Henry did. No, it wasn't a date. So you saw it through the eyes of a child. Yeah. And it was on a loop. That's an air supply song. <gasps> yeah, that's you a didn't love pick song up. A, you have to take a shot because you didn't know. I, know. I mean, it's no love sex. But <laughs> yeah, it's not as up. It's not up in that tier. So now we get to bring in the one and two seeds. Okay. House of the Dead versus Zombie Nation. I'm not going to read you the Zombie Nation because you know they're both about the same thing, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to go House of the Dead because I've at least heard of it. Yeah. House of Dead. Well, yeah, we're going to move on with that one. H-O-D. So, the the two versus seven, you've got gold diggers versus dark harvest two, the maze, M A I Z E. So it's a about father's corn? psychic abilities. <laughs> yes, it's about corn. Sure, it feels like a it. father's psychic abilities are put to the test when his two daughters are trapped inside of a corn silo, corn maze, corn maze, haunted by the spirits of two young girls who disappeared a year earlier. And this will shock you, Brian. Directed and starred in by Bill Cowell. No. The same person. No. We have I'm not, not had a one and two him. seed make it past the first round. No, at all. I, I refuse to do anything with Bill Cowell after hearing Neil his Breen's bio. probably lurking somewhere in there somewhere. No. Absolutely. Whatever the other one was, I was intrigued by the concept until you said Bill Cowell. Were you, you going to go gold diggers? Or no, I'm in the maze? fine. No, I'm. I think the maze. I'm not saying any of these. Are I great like choices. the pun. Yeah, okay. okay. You should inform her who Bill Cowell is. I'm googling. No, Neil Breen. That's who she needs to know who is. Mm-hmm. Or Bobby Zedar. Mm-hmm. So Neil. now that no, hang on, hang on. We gotta finish this. I so have. the next matchup is Daniel the Wizard versus Vampire Dentist. Daniel the Wizard. Daniel Wizard. Okay, that was quick. Sorry, vampires that are dentists. Your DDS matters not here. You cannot um, fight a wizard. Disaster movie versus In Search of the Titanic. A disaster movie, please. Disaster movie. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll I like go the with decisiveness. That. I yep. the tiger. So now Dun. it's House of the Dead versus Daniel the Wizard. Daniel I know who the Brian's wizard. going with. I'm We're so, wizards. I'm still interested in. I'm the, a wizard. I'm still interested in the third runner up of the German Idol, which is Daniel. So Daniel wins that one. Yep. Yeah. So he's on to the final. Disaster movie versus Gold Diggers. Disaster, disaster movie. movie. So then it's Daniel versus Disasters. Disaster movie because I want to see Carmen Electra because she's very pretty. <sighs> Is wow. she? She's gorgeous. You going to vote for Daniel then? 
Yeah, but would you do in a bracket of Jenny McCarthy or Carmen Electra? Carmen Electra. Always? Yeah. Okay. All, all the way. It's not even close for so me. So, Disaster Movie takes the title. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thanks, Carmen. Yeah. You did it, Carmen. So, speaking of you did it, it's time for a Florida report if you got oh, one. Oh, do I He's ever. got one. We had an Oregon report with Carson, but now are we back in Florida now? We're back in Florida. Good. This is good. From May 26th, okay. 2022. Yesterday? Yesterday. A Fort Myers man is behind bars after deputies say he was wreaking havoc on the roof of a Fort Myers restaurant clad only in his underwear Thursday afternoon. Jesus Medina, 24, is facing charges after he was arrested for throwing cinder blocks toward deputies from the roof of La Mexicana restaurant off Ortiz Avenue around noon, according to Lee County Sheriff's Office. Deputies said the man was on the roof wearing nothing but underwear while yelling and acting erratically, even causing $10,000 in damage to the restaurant's sign. That's a lot. Yes, it is. Yeah. According to the LCSO, officers used less than lethal force to get the man off the roof and placed him under arrest. Walter Vega said he's been visiting La Mexicana almost every day for 30 years. Well, what? he should be arrested too. Yeah. He met Jesus uh, Medina a few days ago. He is new to Fort Myers area. He said he spoke to Medina just hours before he ended up on the roof. He says Jesus didn't have a shirt on at that point and was angry about something that happened at work. I said, what are you doing, bro? He said, no, bro, the spirits are trying to catch me. The spirits said I'm going to get killed. I said, listen, I think you got problems, said Vega. Medina is facing charges of obstruction of justice without violence, aggravated assault on an LEO, and criminal mischief. He was taken to Lee County Jail. Thank you, Florida, for your amazing comment. I hope so. Get Jesus some help. Yeah. Yeah. Julie the spirits some need to help. They want to help him, but he's not allowing. I mean, he, he they say he's 24, but he looks like he's 50. Wow. Oh, that's math, probably. Could be. That's, yeah. Maybe multiple things, unfortunately. That's, yeah, that's a good one. So I, I always love when they throw the conversation in there, too. I yeah. was like, dude. I was like, dude. Like, dude. Bro. Bro, man. Bro. 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 <laughs> Sweet. It's like dude. a drunk WWE night or something. So. Moving on from that, it's time for the second edition of Frank Washington's Overheard, Overheard at the Theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frank Washington. I love Frank. Is he a Star- critic? No. Well, he's, he's a critic. He's a new, uh, he's a new favorite of ours. Yes. Yeah. He's a star character in Samurai Cop. <laughs> Starring Robert Zedor and some guy with a wig. <laughs> where, where would that be in our bracketology? Uh, it, would, it would Number win. one. It would win. It, we don't put it in bracketology because it would be unfair to the other contestants. Exactly. Uh, it, we retired the category for, yes. for that in the Bobby Zedar Hall of Fame. So, But Frank Washington was a great cop in that movie. So, and I use the word great loosely again. He's so, undercover. <laughs> Why'd you go You had this? to say that, didn't you? Because I'm an undercover cop. Yeah. <laughs> and then mugs for the camera. Yeah, the Sorry. stage direction faces are just great. We need to do a stage adaptation of Samurai Cop. We should, and I will read from the cue cards the whole time. Okay. So. 
I think we could do that. It's like a Probably. play that goes wrong type thing. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, from our friends at whatsonstage.com, I don't care if you like us or not. So, these are actual comments that were heard overheard in a theater setting, um, either by the box office or someone there. To the open-air theater in Regent's Park, is the theater air-conditioned? Box office staff, hi, sir. Did you buy your ticket from an agent? Customer says, no, he was definitely white. (laughs) That's a tough one. That's rough. Yeah. That's really, really rough. Do you think they were trying to be funny, or did they hear a... I don't get the sense of funny in that one. Yeah. I mean, look, it's all context, but I mean, just from... The words on the page, that's pretty bad. Yeah. During the run of Noises Off, one patron walked out shortly after the start, demanding a refund because they hadn't paid to, quote, watch a rehearsal, unquote. (laughs) That's actually a pretty clever one. That's good. If somebody came out to the desk at that point, I was... Okay. That means they were actually, the actors were doing a really good job. Honestly, that's a really killer. Right. I mean, I'd love to see the reaction on Brian's face when someone does that 100 days tonight. Uh, The true story of a lady who walked out halfway through the first act of Madame Desaad with Judy Dench in it demanding a refund. She thought she bought tickets for Madame Tussaud. I was going to say, did they think it was going to be wax characters? (laughs) (laughs) So here's, here's a couple more for you. This is bizarre comments we've heard from theater goers. Uh, someone said to the front desk at the Lion King, when does Elton John come out? Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> someone asked the ticket desk, how much is a complimentary ticket? Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and then someone walked up and said, I want to see that show, Henry V. No, honey, that's a Roman numeral. It's called Henry V. A customer turned up to see Wicked uh, during the uh, intermission because he thought that the first at half was going to be the, quote, support act. What? He demanded what? compensation for not being told and missing half the show. He thought it... What? what? Well, like it opened... Like he thought it was a concert? And like he was just skipping the opening act? Apparently so. Okay. Well, then two audience... To close on that, two audience goers at Chicago. What's this about? I don't know, but I think it's set in New York. Wicked? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. (laughs) Okay. Bam. There you go. As Frank Washington stands off stage and goes, ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Nice. So, speaking of ooh and ahs, you want to make some dad jokes out of nothing at all? I've got three amazing dad jokes. Okay. I've saved specifically for Robin Sharp. Thank you. Great. And do I get a chance to figure them out? I want like visceral riddle? reactions. Yeah, I'll give, you, I'll give you a chance to Okay, I'm ready. Out. I okay. want loud reactions okay. from you, Robin. All right. Okay, that's my direction for you. Got it. Oh, She's got ready. It. ready. What do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? Hang on. You don't know. No, I don't know. A barbecue. <gasps> that uh, was <laughs> that's good. No, I, I was. Christina's uh, really gonna find you for that one. It's a barbecue. I love a good turn of phrase and play on words and pun no. and all that jazz. Go ahead. No. Yes, carry on. Right. Christina Hernandez does not. 
How does how does a cat like its steak? How do you like your steaks? Um. Mm. How does a cat like its steak? It's. We need some new music for this. Give up? Yeah. Rare. <laughs> I was trying to come up with like I was trying to come up with like meow or side. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. I couldn't come up with it. Wow. Like tenderized or something. Wow. Meow. Meow. Did you hear about? <laughs> did you hear about the doctor who botched a circumcision? <gasps> no. It's a. Fe- it's not a felony. It's a Mr. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> That one well, is funny. I, I can hear Christina from <laughs> Christina from somewhere going, "No, <laughs> you missed the wiener!" Yelling loudly. Oh, weren't the, weren't those three great? Those, the, those, were, those yes. were really good. Those were good. And they had a nice build. You know, yeah. we started with barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Barbecue. Yeah. Yes. Meow. No. Uh, Mr. Wiener. Great job. Great drop in there. Well, then you can say no. He was a good doctor. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was a good doctor. <laughs> so it's time for closing rants. You have a rant or a hant? You have a happy or a sad or a mad rant? Um, no, I think I was like I was looking at social media. Oh Why? no. Why? I don't I don't know. I don't know. But like some people I I know were talking that aren't, you know, don't ever come to this theater, don't ever theater they were showing all their pictures outside Winter Garden, going to see Music Man, and then all the pictures inside of the program and how transformative transformative it is. And and I was like, uh, okay, because that ticket is is a marquee ticket, and it's it's like going to Broadway, the you know, the amusement park, and the same as if you were going to you know, Universal Studios. And I got irritated and kind of jealous because I'm like, shit, I would really like to see that. So Maybe. I mean, it's the music man. It's, it's not transformative. Okay. Yeah. But I'd like to that. go to New York and go to the random stuff, you know. Brian's done that. Yeah. Or He's just maybe have stuff. some better uh, food. That's why we're that's why we're doing puffs this year is because we went and saw off Broadway puffs and now uh, it will be on our stage here. That's gonna be exciting. When are you going to New York? You're supposed to go. Uh, again, kind of going back. I've got a bottle of a rant. fifteen that I need to sell <laughs> so that I can go to New York. So. Oh, that's right. I do have. Yep. Yeah, I need, um, to, I need to sell. I can't that keep food so in my apartment because I have an But the other thing, just problem. staying on brand with banana fires. Um, oh, okay. Your your global supply chain factoid of the day is there are thirty ships backed up at the Panama Canal right now, which never happens because you get appointments for the Panama Canal. Yeah. So when you think about all the global supply chain woes, labor issues on the West Coast, so now our Chinese and Asian um, importers are all trying to come in on the East Coast. I mean, so um, it's would thirty be a lot? It's for a backup there. Crazy. Any backup is a lot. Is what it's you're crazy. Okay. Well, so don't normally it's just cruise ships go through that. <laughs> well, that Captain Steubing did, but One of my um, old bosses went on a cruise on the love there. boat. But no, you make an appointment and it costs significant amount of money for you to go through the Panama Canal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pay for that service like a toll road. 
Um, and it's just a sign of, of, of kind of where we are. Yeah. Um, you know, the baby formula issue, the, the, the fact that people are now getting, you know, the, the Christmas stuff that people, decorations Finally. and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's out in shelves now because it's really the 20, sure. 21 Christmas stuff. So <laughs> just we continue to have woes and uh, yeah. banana fires. We certainly do. So uh, that's good. That was, that was kind of a middle of the road, but that's good. I mean, it's a social commentary. So Brian's yeah. trying to crush up some ice. Uh, you need to but get going it. on that drink there. Well, I'm not sure how much. Your husband may want to. Well, he likes gin, but I don't know how much. He likes other Is things. Is this a triple or did that. you just stretch it with juice? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's closer to, there's no extra alcohol. Okay, good. Oh, I was, I was going to say. I mean, it's the, the The signature drink for 100 days is called the three-legged mule. Dog. Okay. Yep. I prefer mule, but it's the three-legged dog, and, I, it's, I will, and it's pretty tasty. It is a, I actually like it better than Slow Gin Fizz, like which Brian, is the signature we'll, drink like for Like Brian Brightstar. will take writing credits and story credits from his wife. I'll take writing and story credits for that from his wife, too, and say that, you know, there were three other people standing around watching and... Yeah, there was contribution, but, you know, I don't take credit for uh, enough. I'm going to take credit for that. Yeah. That's not a rant. My my rant is has to do with Chick-fil-A. I've had it with you here in town. I, I mean, it's, I, I am not like a crack filet type person. I mean, I like it occasionally, but... Because I am still splitting my time, much to Brian's chagrin, because uh, he needs the sex, between <laughs> here in Kansas City, yeah. uh, that's not a, a air supply song, I don't think. Um, but it's called sex Love Sex. Here in City? <clears throat> well, it's a very long song title. Yes, Love Sex in Kansas City, something like that. Yeah, Kansas City, I go to Chick-fil-A, and it's like the old days here. You get in line, and it's not really a line. You just fly right through. And because I order on my app... It's even faster. I just, they say, can I have a name for the order? And I say, I made an online order. Name's Paul. Okay, you're good. Fly on through. Here, especially at our, I'll say our, I think it's our one Germantown City Limits Chick-fil-A over on South Germantown Parkway. I'm just going to say, Cordova. you, in terms of fast food, suck at fast food. You are not fast food anymore. You need to just call yourselves a sit-down restaurant because you're either sitting inside or you're well, sitting it, in the car it, waiting for it. How? Help me understand what is, the expectation no, is of fast food. It's what? What's your I expectation? Cordova, but I guess it's not. This side of the Wolf River. Okay. What is your expectation of fast food? Uh, I'd say 15 minutes or less to wait for it in the drive-thru or if I order it online uh, through the app and park in a space, which... You try to order it that way through Chick-fil-A. At that Chick-fil-A, it'll tell you we're drive-through only right now, which is absolute bullshit because you see cars pulling up all the time. Now, I get they might want to limit that to delivery drivers. Fine. However, your drive-through is slow as hell. It's slow. I mean, like beyond slow. And again, I get a lot of people are there. It's not going to be like one-minute, two-minute type thing. However... It used to move along. 
Just make it move. I don't know what's going on in there, but it feels like complacency. I'm just saying from running business teams before, it feels like you were at a certain level of performance. You have now slipped and allowed it to get to a point because your demand is so high. You cannot allow complacency to set in. There are enough moms, dads, and kids. Don't you think that's that's labor-related? No, I don't. I'm not buying that. It's capacity related at that place. You think that, so this is very interesting to me. So um, how would you manage that capacity? You have to add another store. Another location? Do y'all know that Chick-fil-A, but that Chick-fil-A is really hard to get a franchise for. Well, they tried to put one right across the street. Uh, on the other side of Poplar, and it was rejected by the city of Germantown because of the traffic problems it creates. But see, that's where that's where they're not thinking in the long term. The more you have, the less traffic impacts. Uh, I don't think Germantown's willing to chance. Another... I think this one's too far away. Is that why we're not get? They're not getting a Whataburger. I think that Germantown wouldn't want a Whataburger because they think there's a riffraff element that's associated with the twenty four seven restaurant. That's I don't my disagree. Take. I don't necessarily agree with that but um i do think if there is any chance that a specific restaurant causes traffic problems it will not be approved and i, I as, a, as a resident of germantown i'm totally fine with it. no i understand i don't want to like if you try to run go down poplar um try to go into the interstate and forget to get out of the right-hand lane, and that stupid Chick-fil-A is going to Oh, I know. Right. That's ridiculous. I don't You're know stuck. why that one, because, you know, that's right by where I work. I don't know how sure. that one ever Me got too. approved. Oh, yeah, because we work at well, the same uh, Yeah, no, I understand. It's. I mean, all I'm saying is with the Germantown Chick-fil-A, again, I get you have a lot of customers. It's a lot of throughput you have to manage. And I'm not an expert, obviously, at running a fast food business i am not i wouldn't call myself an expert running a business i've done it for many years but not a, it industries are different everything is different i get it all i'm saying is this when you look at the relative volume of customers that would be in line yeah two years ago four years ago when it opened whenever that was the lines are not any longer than they were the time it takes to get your throughput out the door is vastly longer than it was. See, I don't know now, if that's necessarily if, accurate. If that's a staffing condition, I don't think it is. Well, I think it's. I think at it some is. point the line gets too great, and people stop lining up. Could be. Um, Do you think so it's skew proliferation of the menu? Like if they just. Did no customization, no customizations in the drive-through. You cannot order more than six meal equivalents, because that's what happens too. Is people go order I mean, twenty things. Yeah, that's. I'm just saying it's. You I mean, know, I get that because if you got to wait that long, you're gonna like get all your friends to come. There's a call for do. tickets, probably. So, uh, but didn't they? All, so they just built. Um, they built two, a second Chick Fil A next to another Chick Fil A. Across from Wolf Chase, so there's like oh, I don't two know. Wolf Chase, two go out there. restaurants next to each other to kind of handle demand, and that makes sense, yeah, to some extent because I do think the only way they can meet the demand of that Germantown Chick Fil A or the Poplar Chick Fil A is to 
increase double your drive-through slots. Right. So you, instead of doing two cars, you're doing four. Right. Uh, at both places, and I, I, I think it's capacity. And then, well, sure. I mean, and just I, don't I could see you room. wouldn't build you wouldn't build a double sized restaurant and have the same restaurant and be able to pump out double the customers because mm-hmm. they're still feeding into one source. So again, I'm not saying that I get all the problems. I'm not saying that I get that I have the answers for all this. All I'm saying is that it's I feel like when you get in line, you wait it, and. You're right. I could be wrong. I did not do any established metric uh, uh, types of data collection on this. I don't have any data analytics to tell you what it was versus what it is. I will say that I feel like when I compare it to Chick-fil-A's and other metropolitan areas that I go to, that I frequent, which right now is one, but others that I've been to, I see what Chick-fil-A used to be here to me where it's not two seconds, but it's not 30 minutes either. Yeah. And all I'm saying is that if I'm not saying that you should shut your doors or say, oh, my God, we have failed Paul Scott. We have to go away. All I'm saying is it would be nice if there was some sort of, you know, you could say, it, and again, I, I'm not saying go out there and say, we've got a staffing problem, guys. We're going to be slow. I don't know what the right answer is. All I'm saying is it just feels like it's worse. That's my rant. That's random. But have you tried the Mexican pizza? It's back. Taco Bell. (laughs) No, I have not. I'm not a Mexican pizza guy. I do love a good Taco Bell. I haven't tried it. So, yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Brian, do you have a rant or a hand? Um, I walked myself into a big quagmire with that one. I mean, like, hey, I think that ultimately, just not to keep harping on it, I think it's a consumer thing. And, like, I don't understand consumers to the point that they think Chick-fil-A is so much better than, say, a Zaxby's or a Guthrie's, which there's a Guthrie's right down the street from that. I completely concur with that notion. Well, I mean... (laughs) There's, I, mean, love you, I call Paul. it crack filet for Paul, a reason. You like sounded like a southern man attorney. Yeah, I completely. Maybe. He sounded like Carson I, right then, is what it oh. sounded like. Well, because Carson sounds like me. It's like I, hey, I I completely understand what you're saying. I, there, I call it crack filet for a reason. But I I'm saying this is fine. But there's no way I'm waiting 45 minutes in a drive-through. And that's why I've stopped going to the Germantown one. So yeah. It's just, it's not that It's good. not any better. To your on point Poplar. about the one by IP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Working we all, there for several years in that building, I, I used to tell people, look, you know, yes, the line's out into Poplar for lunch. That said, I still had many, majority of days, if I waited in line, I still got through there in 15 minutes. Well, yeah. So my, you're, I think you're still right. But like when we walk over there, we'll place an order on the app. And then, well, by the time we get there, it's on the shelf. Right. So, and then we sit down and eat. That was what we did this And week. all I'm yeah, saying is it's what, not that I... It's quicker than Lenny's. Right. And I'm not saying that I expect it to be ready in 10 seconds. What I'm saying is is that if you, if you call yourself a fast food establishment, which I believe Chick-fil-A would classify themselves that way, they're, right now the location on Germantown Parkway in Germantown... I would not classify this fast food. No, I'm not saying it's, not. it's garbage. 
Yeah. It's not great, but I mean, it's, the it's fine. I mean, it's good. But, yeah, it's fine. So, it's, but I'm just saying, don't call yourselves fast food anymore. You're mm-hmm. not. That's really what I'm saying. If you want to just say, look, guys, you're going to have, you're going to have to wait. It's going to take 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Fine. If people get in line accepting that fact, which obviously people do, knock yourself out. I'm not doing it. Well, we're not supposed to go there anyway if we're allies. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I brought Chick-fil-A up, but yeah. But I still... Did you have a different rant, Brian? I hope so. Did you open your pool yet? (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) I'm not going to rant at you about it. We come to my house. Did you open your pool? Yeah, but it's going to be cold this weekend. But it's heated, isn't it? Come on over. I mean, that yeah. might sack I mean, that's, Come on over. That is the Come reason. So we were going to open it last weekend, but then it's. we looked at the forecast and realized it's going to rain all weekend. It's yeah. going to be cold all week. It's going to be cold, so why open it no, to yeah, dump a ton of chemicals in it that it's not going to do anything because it's no. raining too much. And then so. run the water bill up and yeah, so that yeah, nobody so can swim in it. We are still... You know, waiting for it to stop raining and warm up a little bit. And as soon as that happens, we'll open it. I mean, so. and you, other than the drive time, you have a hell of a weekend ahead of you. A hell of a four or five days because what? it's going to be you, Jude, and Chip. That's right. At the house. That's Who's right. Chip? Chip's my dog. That's what I thought. You don't know who yeah. Chip no, is? No, I do. Yeah. Wait, where are the girls? Uh, so everyone else and Ezra. in my household and Ezra are all going to Orange Beach. Uh, they will be leaving very shortly so if they haven't already. So it's just you, Jude, and Chip? I thought they left yeah. tomorrow. They changed their mind they are going to leave today. Are so. you all going right. to like play War to Warcraft and eat Cheerios? Settlers of Catan? No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Jude, I, I, Jude will probably, I won't see, because whenever he gets my house, he likes to go veg in his room, which that's cool. It's his, kind of his little... I thought he hung out with well, We sent Roland up there. Roland. Yeah, yeah, we sent Roly up there to... And then Rolly comes down and says, hey, can we have a snack? And Brian sees right through it and says, Jude sent you, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you can't have a snack. So, if Jude wants a snack, he can come down and ask. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, it's, uh, all, it's an all-boys weekend slash week next week. And um, so look out, Firehouse. Here comes the songs. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, yeah, because you have to go tomorrow to get him, right? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll head out at eight in the morning and uh, go grab him at uh, Columbus, Mississippi tomorrow. So. Oh, even better! No, yeah, so it's not quite as far. So um, you know, it's even better. That means you're alone with Chip tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know why. I that's didn't better, mean you're going to get with Chip. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, "Why is that better?" It's, How's well, that? that means I know where I'm drinking after the show tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, come on over. It'll be a party. We'll, uh, as long as he'll let me. Yeah. Robin, you going to drink over there tonight? You can come over. Come over, bring uh, Stephen. I just got an email on Russia. I thought oh, we weren't uh, talking about that country. It's a United, you know. Okay. It's okay. There's just a lot. You know, when, when Russia went to war with Ukraine... And all the sanctions began. There's just a lot of stuff that was in flight that you got to figure out what to do from a business standpoint. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so uh, yeah. My rant is I have been left by my wife and family. My hand is 
Why yeah. I've been left by my wife <laughs> and my family. Yeah, that's bad news. <laughs> so it's both. I'm sure I will get uh, just as much action as I would have had my wife been in town, but uh, you yeah. know, none of that will change. You and Andrea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Those uh, those of you that are left after all this uh, feels like it's been long, but we've had multiple breaks. So. Yeah, it's true. So, thanks for hour. joining. Thanks to Robin for coming on. Hey, thanks, thanks, Robin. Thanks, thanks for, for our global supply chain the, update. Yeah, another trip down I the Eurasian banana like road. I feel like I'm like the I'm your geek. I feel like I'm the NPR person no. that comes on every now and then. Well, there was one time because Christine I know is really God. funny and charming, and I'm just kind of me. It's okay. You're funny and charming. I think that you Thank are you. peaches and cream. Yes. Another oh, song right. by Air Supply. <laughs> Bye. So, yeah, don't say love sex, okay? Or <laughs> no, whatever no, no. that song is. That's only for Steven with Robin. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Steven, do, if you're all out of love. I do want Steven to sing that to, to Robin soon. If, Steven, if you send us a clip, me and Brian only, of you singing Air Supply to Robin. We I'm, will buy you things. Yes. We'll buy you a Newcastle jersey. How about that? Oh! Wow. Well, that means you're getting your once a year treatment, buddy. Enjoy it. So he'll be learning to make love to you. Oh my god! Which is oh, another air supply song. I can't. Yeah. I can't do this. Is he your little drummer boy? Just as another he, just as I am, song. he'll be telling you that. You know. Wait. That's wait. like a hymn and an air supply song. That's an air supply song too. I know. Is he a uh, a primitive man in the bedroom? Because that's another person. No, he's not primitive. So in the keeping of Yacht Rock, then I'll say, why don't we steal away and move on to Key Largo and take this show. <laughs> Ride like the wind out of here. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We're going to talk offline about some real shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of love you guys. Eh. So... Come Steven, see 100 Days. Steven, you are the reason. Oh, uh-huh. my God. Here it comes. That, for love uh, sex. That Robin, Robin has young love. Uh-huh. For, Another. He almost called you Robin. You know, like that? Robin has young love. <laughs> <laughs> and you may say that we're too sentimental tonight, yeah. but uh, that's the scene, and the power of love oh is stronger than the night. I think they have All a right, song. All right, thank you, I everyone. Have, I think they have a song called Nice Rack, too. So he said that too. Exactly. Nice rock. So thank you for joining. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I remember a lot. <laughs>